0: Show is Up with the
1: Joneses. Welcome to episode 199 of Keeping Up With The Joneses, where this week we're talking about answer prayer, but for that, happy Canada Day.
0: Thanks, baby.
1: It's like an early 4th of July. What? Well, isn't like Canada Day kind of like a 4th of July type thing? Isn't I suppose. It- The start of the country?
0: Sure. Yes, it is for Canada Day, yes. I think it's like 1867 or something like that. Pretty
1: good timing that you picked the 1st of July Mm and not like the 19th or something.
0: Right? I mean, it's just, I mean, that's Canadians for you. Just clever clever date pickers, yes. Did
1: did they want to do it in June, (laughs) but it was towards the end? They thought, this is not going to be memorable. Let's just let the month roll That's probably
0: how it happened. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: When did you burn down the White House?
0: Um... It was, uh, was that in 1812? Something like that. It's funny because in some history books, when you read it here, it says the British came in and burned down the White House. That's what I heard. It was but, the British. But they it wasn't. It was the Canadians.
1: Yeah, but what if that's just the Canadian literature saying, like it was Canada taking credit for Britain?
0: I don't think the British literature says that it was Britain.
1: I'd never heard about it. That's for sure. Yeah. Anyway, happy Canada Day. Thank you. We didn't do anything remotely Canadian today.
0: We didn't. The kids were asking me questions like, how do you celebrate Canada Day? I said, pretty much the same way that you do the 4th of July. You have a big party and you do, you know, fireworks and usually you barbecue stuff. And then we would always have a big bonfire at the cottage. That's right, what well, we did.
1: Let's just roll it all into the 4th of July. That's what I figure. You'll bring Canadian flags to our party.
0: I, I will. I'll just, dr- I'll just dress in red and white.
1: Update on your fake Instagram story for those of you who remember i think yep. last week week before mm-hmm. we found out that aj had a fake instagram account that somebody had started but thanks to you guys we got it shut down i mean i like we talked about it sunday night monday the podcast went live and i think by tuesday it had been taken down
0: thank you everyone
1: so way to Very go helpful internet
0: i still have vertigo did we tell them that last week
1: no we didn't record last week Remember, we did. Irony of all ironies. The pre, you know, we do a session on time management and energy management. <laughs> uh. And then the very next week, we're like, yeah, we ran out of time and energy.
0: <laughs> well, th- and technically, we did therefore manage our time and energy by not doing the podcast. We did. We
1: got to like 9 p.m., wasn't it? On a Sunday night we, and went to bed. Uh, no, well, we were like, okay, we need to record a podcast. And I'm thinking, oh, can yeah. we record this and edit it. Uh, we're it not was going gonna to be,
0: be one in the morning.
1: Yeah, we're not going to set ourselves up for success. So we prioritized, and I'm sorry that we didn't get to spend time with you. But what you were trying to say was you got
0: vertigo. I did. Last Sunday night, I think. I thought that vertigo was a fear of heights. Common misconception? Uh, I don't think so. Fear of heights, wouldn't that be a phobia of some kind?
1: Yeah, but I thought that was vertigo. No, no. You know, for next week's episode, we will check up on who burnt the White House down and what vertigo is. But your version of vertigo does what? Um,
0: The world spins. So uh, it started this time when I was lying down. I've had it a couple of times, uh, twice before, once from flying with a cold, I think is how I got it that time. And then another time, I have no idea how I got it that time. So uh, it's when the crystals in your ear have moved out of where they're supposed to be. And that's what determines your equilibrium, and so it affects uh, how you walk.
1: And you started blacking out of church I, this morning.
0: I did. And I it was, wasn't the Holy Spirit. I know. I was talking to Shannon, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, the room is spinning. And then I was like, oh, everything just went black. And so I, I used to pass out quite a bit when I was a teenager, and I always knew, like, just follow, run your hands down, your legs to your feet to get as low to the ground as you can. Before you fall over.
1: I don't know why that's a life skill that you have inside out.
0: (laughs) I know. But I, because I passed out so much and they never knew why I was doing it. Uh, So as soon as everything went black, I was like, okay, I just said to her, I'm going to pass out. And then I just, you know, got to the floor in the church and she came over and prayed for me. You're
1: such a shaper, such a planner. Okay, I'm now going to pass out.
0: This is my warning. Three, two, one. Yeah. So. How was our,
1: um, aside from vertigo, how was our week?
0: The only thing worth talking about is your birthday.
1: That's right. One year older, a hundred years wiser. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I quite enjoyed my birthday this year. My sister and my nephew and niece were in.
0: Yes, they were. And it was great fun. The kids played so well together.
1: They really did. Yeah. Then we mostly ate amazing food and...
0: Hung out and watched TV.
1: Yeah, it was basically... We went to the pool and we didn't... We didn't get, oh, we did see The Incredibles, too. We went as a family we did. to The Incredibles, too. Yeah, it was I, great. I really liked that, too. This summer is killer for movies.
0: It is. You really want to go see Jurassic, the yeah, Jurassic one. You said you
1: didn't until I wanted to take somebody else, and then you were like, no, actually, I do want to see it. What's I think that because
0: the first time I saw the trailer, I was like, "Uh, I don't know if I want to see it. But then I've seen the trailer like three or four times now, and there's just, you know, that's the rush of being afraid of dinosaurs. You know, you just can't beat it.
1: One of the advantages of having your birthday is you get presents, which I'm a big fan of. Yes. One of the disadvantages of birthdays, and this is me being completely powerless and blaming on birthdays and not owning my choices, we came (laughs) off keto.
0: Oh, yeah, you did. I mean, we did. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs)
1: That, ladies and gentlemen, was a bus riding over me. We came off keto. What's your... I mean, I should clarify, we came off keto temporarily. We made some bad food choices.
0: For like two days. What was the net effect of that? Uh, I gained half a pound, and I felt like dirt. Oh, I felt worse than dirt. I was like, is this how I felt before?
1: Like, so sluggish. Yeah. And the crashing, the whole crashing quickly thing, and just groggy. and so My
0: throat felt ugh. gooey. Yeah.
1: My teeth feel like they're wearing sweaters.
0: Well, you can brush your teeth and take care of that.
1: Oh, but I think it's all the sugar I ate. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, I feel gross.
0: Yeah. So... Let's not do that again.
1: No, let's find a keto birthday cake that doesn't have sugar in it.
0: Oh, okay. I'll try. Thanks. I'll try and find one made from pork rinds.
1: <laughs> do you want to talk about your garden and the harvest, which includes proportions that are pretty much out of this world?
0: It's insane. It it rained for like four days this week, didn't it? Like just...
1: A thunder lightning. Thunder lightning. Chucked
0: it down with rain. We we're just stuck in the house. And so yesterday it was finally kind of sunny And I went down to check on the garden, and I must have zucchinis that are about two feet long. I mean, they are massive.
1: They are bigger Uh, than my
0: arm. Yeah. I don't, honestly, I don't even know if they're going to taste good. Like, I don't know if zucchinis taste good when they're that big. But good heavens, they're enormous. And then I must have picked, like, eight cucumbers and four jalapenos. Like, I, yeah, I, I just got a huge harvest. So I'm I'm going to try and pawn off vegetables to my neighbors.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, our main topic for this week is all about answered prayer. Yes. If you think about it, my favorite kind of prayers are answer prayers.
0: Technically, all prayers are answered.
1: Look at you. Bill Hybels, the famous American preacher. I remember when I was a kid, I remember reading a book that he'd written about prayer. And he said, God always answers prayers. Sometimes he answers them no. Sometimes he answers them yes. And sometimes he answers them wait. Yep. And I was like, that's really clever, but it doesn't make me feel any better for the prayers that haven't been answered yet. That's true. Is that what you meant when yes. you said technically all prayers are answered? That's
0: exactly what I was thinking of.
1: <laughs> had you heard the same message?
0: Yeah, I didn't know it was Bill Hybels. I, I think I heard John repeat it at some point. So
1: Who knows who owns all yeah. this revelation, but yeah. yes. John Wimber, used to, he had this great saying, which I didn't understand for a while until I started eating out more. But he said, the Bible <laughs> is the menu, not the meal. And I, I, I never understood that. I was like, what? And he said, you know, a lot of people read the Bible as as that's the goal. He said, actually, you read the Bible to whet your appetite for what's available in the Christian life.
0: Oh, that's really good, actually.
1: Well, when it starts coming to prayer, I got super excited because basically every prayer, because basically God loves to answer the prayers found in the Bible. Yes. So any apostolic prayer that you can find, is there for us to pray. Good. Give us an example. I'll give you, a t- I mean, just pick up any of Paul's writing or, right. or pick up the gospels and whenever Jesus prays, start praying his prayers because you know those ones are going to be answered. But I, I mean, I don't know if this is normal. I remember feeling persecuted for having godly desires. What What I mean by that is I remember meeting the Holy Spirit and wanting to know more about the Holy Spirit and feeling bad for that. Can you imagine how insane that is?
0: Well, I kind of get it.
1: Well, I just thought, oh, I'm so carnal for wanting to be able to prophesy. I'm so carnal for wanting to be able to heal the sick. And I I don't know why I thought that, but I mean, it's in the Bible to eagerly desire spiritual gifts, yeah. especially that you may prophesy. So I felt bad, you know, wanting God to do uh, the very thing he promised to do in Scripture. But anyway.
0: I wonder, though, Can as a side note, sure. I wonder if that feeling bad is actually more, not that I'm particularly interested in the enemy, but I think he tends to tell that everybody the same lies and if he can keep you from want like wanting something that actually god wants to give you by just making you think that's selfish or self-promoting or whatever i mean i think he successfully does that with tons of people Mm -hmm. so i wonder if you're thinking of you know well well, it's
1: ungodly beliefs yeah it's just
0: ungodly beliefs
1: i was thinking about ephesians long being one of my favorite books to read but that whole thing's pretty much a prayer manual so you you, you know you read it, and, and Paul says, hey, I'm praying for this. And again, Paul is an apostle. I'm like, right, a prayer that's recorded in the Bible is going to be a prayer that God wants to answer. Listen to this. This is what he says. This is chapter 1. Uh, I think I'm, what, verse 16, I think? Yeah. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he's given to those he called as holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realm. So he's basically saying, I want you, my prayer that God's going to answer, is that you're going to understand the incredible greatness of God's power.
0: Yeah, what version are you reading from? Because that's not a familiar version.
1: I'm reading this from the New Living Translation.
0: Okay, which so is, that's the, this is the passage about, I pray that your eye, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, that you may understand the hope of your calling. That one?
1: Okay, look at you with your NASB. But yeah, basically he's saying that the goal of my prayer is that your heart would be flooded. Yeah, the eyes of your heart would be opened. Yeah, you're right, Ephesians 1. I love that. I remember wanting to be wise and have prophetic insight and feeling bad for wanting those things. And there it is in verse 16 I pray for you constantly, asking God to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I think that's amazing.
0: It is amazing.
1: So, for everybody who wants to know God more, that is a prayer that God would love to answer. Yeah. And what I would do is when I would read the, you know, the, the, the epistles or the gospel, or any time I'd read the Bible and there would be a prayer, I would personalize the prayer and make it mine. So having read that, I would be like, Lord, I'm praying right now that you would give me spiritual wisdom, you'd give me insight so that I can grow in my knowledge of you. Lord, I ask that my heart would be so flooded with light that I can understand the confident hope that you've given to me. And I pray that you would help me understand the incredible greatness of your power. Uh, The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. I pray that that would be my normal, everyday bread and butter. Are you kidding me? The Lord loves to answer prayers like that. So if you're thinking, man, how do I grow in God? How do I become like revelatory? How do I have wisdom? You just ask for it.
0: Right. Seems simple. Here's my question.
1: Go for your question. What's
0: the difference between a prayer and a declaration?
1: I give up. What's the difference between a prayer and a declaration?
0: Well, I mean, I'm just sort of thinking, like you were saying, I pray you know, Father, would you do whatever? I guess I was taught to declare it. So to more say, you know, I I have scriptural uh, reason to believe that this is something God wants to do. So I'm actually going to declare it as opposed to pray it. But I think it's the same difference on some level.
1: It's a difference between a Canadian and a British person. You see, I was just raised to be polite, but you're right. It's already <laughs> made provision for me. We just need to take it. <laughs> okay. That's a great point, babe. I You know, I think that's brilliant. Yeah, you can make that declaration. Yeah. For sure.
0: Like, you know, Father, I I, I thank you that you are giving me spiritual wisdom, that you are opening the eyes of my heart. You know, that kind of thing. Which I still think is prayer, but it's like a declarative prayer as opposed to an asking prayer because we already know he wants to give it to us.
1: Look at you. You want another one? Okay, declare this. Ephesians 3, starting at verse 12.
0: <laughs> do I have to do it by rap? And,
1: yeah, you could rap it. Okay, Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is his love for you. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that come from God. I don't know what you're doing on a Monday morning, but that is a great way to start your week.
0: For sure. Just
1: a declaration. Take it away, AJ. Declare something.
0: You want me to declare something? Go for it. I should have brought my reading glasses in because now I'm, I'm feeling my age. Father, I thank you that I can come boldly and confidently into your presence. I thank you that your glorious, unlimited resources will empower me with inner strength through your Spirit. I thank you, Jesus, that... You are at home in my heart, and I can trust in you. Your roots are growing down. God's love is becoming strong in me, and I have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep your love is for me. So just basically like that. love it it's fun isn't it and
1: because it's in the bible you know someone god's going to want to answer yeah so you have this like super confidence that 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 prayer the answer to that prayer is on its way and you're being recharged and transformed as you as you make that declaration and
0: you're filling your heart and your spirit with truth you know it's not there's no fluff in that is there
1: right i remember when i was a kid i mean i don't know how old i would have been early teens and I remember reading uh, Jeremiah 33, verse 3, which in the NIV, which is how I remembered it, was called to me, and I'll tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Yeah. And I was like, wait, that's amazing. God's going to, um, of course, I immediately went to, God's going to tell me the answers to the exam that I have in high school that I haven't <laughs> right, prepared the for. the
0: great and unsearchable things. But I, I don't think I forgot that,
1: because I remember, again, when I started growing in the prophetic, or wanting to grow in the prophetic in the, in my early 20s remembering that verse was there. I love it, how it's written in the New Living Translation. It says this, Ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. So man, if if ever I'm stuck in the prophetic or I need revelation, I just remember Jeremiah 33 verse 3, and I'm like, Father, I'm asking that you would tell me remarkable secrets that I don't know about things to come. Yeah, Boom, I get a download from heaven. I get revelation. I can prophesy over people. I, I love that.
0: So good. I think, too, for some of us, when you think about God answering prayer, is we're very short-sighted in terms of prayers being answered, aren't we? What do you you mean? Well, I mean, we're sort of like, okay, God, would you answer this prayer? Today would be good. (laughs) Or this week would be good. And sometimes the Lord is actually answering our prayers, and He's actually answering them, yes, but He's answering them by moving all the chess pieces for the long-term win. Like for it to be the best yes he could possibly give us. Does that make sense? Yeah. So he's moving things and he's orchestrating things. I think sometimes in the midst of that, it can look like you're actually taking steps backwards or maybe even look like the Lord is saying no. For sure. But sometimes I think he's saying hold because actually greater blessing is coming and he's putting things into the right place.
1: I remember, I mean, I'm sitting here today and I'm, 44 because I've just had my birthday.
0: You are very handsome. Thanks. And I remember,
1: like, I love my job. I absolutely love my job. I love my life. I love the people I work with. I love what we get to do for a living. Let's just take one part of what I do for a living, which is teach. I love to teach. I love preparing teaching. I love delivering teaching. I love question and answer time. I mean, it gives me tremendous joy to do that for a living. Yes. And yeah. Some 20 years ago, when I was confused because it felt like the Lord closed the doors on me being a multimillionaire wonder kid in Silicon Valley, Mm -hmm. I was asking the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he said, I want you to be a teacher. And I thought he was having a laugh. So about that time, I was asking the Lord, Lord, would you use me for your kingdom? 20 years ago, Lord, would you use me for your kingdom? And he says, go and be a school teacher." I, you know, I had no foresight to see how that could be redeemed and be something good. Right. For me, I mean, I think school teachers are great and much needed. So if you're But teacher, it wasn't what you were wrong. dreaming about. Not what yeah. I was dreaming of at all. Right. But I am the teacher today because I learned to be the teacher back then. Right. And so, you know, I don't understand why I was quitting my job. I don't understand why I was going back to be a student. I don't understand why I was paying my way through school. I don't understand why I was taking a huge pay cut. I don't understand any of this. Right. And God didn't feel obliged to tell me what he was up to. Fancy that. And now, you know, 20 years later, I'm like, Lord, are you kidding me? You're a genius. So I think our encouragement is if if, if you're listening to this, go, oh yeah, answer prayer would be nice. I've been praying and it looks like my life is going in the opposite direction. Could be like AJ says, the Lord's just moving some furniture to
0: make a better blessing.
1: Make a better blessing in your life. Yeah. What about what about you? I'm thinking, presumably, when your first marriage collapsed, you were praying for your marriage. Uh, like when you look back at what the Lord's done. Gosh, it sounds like I'm fishing for compliments. Would you look back at what the Lord's done? <laughs> would you say that you Aren't have an you? upgraded marriage? Aren't that's, you happy? That's not what I mean. I'm. It's kind of what I mean. It's not what I mean. Help, help.
0: Well, here's the thing. Like, yeah, I was praying for uh, my first marriage to be restored, but I wasn't the only person involved in that scenario. And and he wasn't praying for that. You know what I mean? And so God's not going to manipulate him or force him. Uh, and then of course, God in his kindness, after praying for it to be restored for three, three and a half years, just said, will you trust me to restore this another way? And it was literally, that was my heart shifted at that moment. Like, okay, we're fine. You know, like you are going to do something different. Um, I'm.
1: Did, did you have an inkling of what that meant? No. No. Okay. So you weren't thinking of a Scotsman with the body
0: of a Greek god. I wasn't. Okay. I had no idea. I would have been so excited in that very moment, but I had no idea. And then, of course, it was eight years before we met, so it didn't. Whoa!
1: You talk it, about answered prayer.
0: Yeah, eight years later.
1: Did it look like it was being answered? <laughs> no, at
0: year seven. No, it didn't look like it was being answered. A couple months before, you know, like I mean, and then everything about how we met was totally God orchestrated. Sure was. It was like he just—it was the right time, and he just moved all the pieces together, and ta-da, you know. So, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not thankful I'm divorced, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, I'm totally thankful that I'm married to you, yeah, and to be honest with you, I forget all the time that I was ever married before uh it just i don't I don't feel like I have any residue of that
1: amazing what about i I was just thinking earlier today, I was thinking about we were speaking to our friends Richard and Michelle, who are pastors um at Grace and other our young adult pastors. And we were catching up with them, and they have a, a home group uh, that meets at their house. And so we were just asking, you know, how's your home group going, or life group, we call them. And they were like, Alan, AJ, it's amazing. Like, you sh- you would not believe the number of answered prayers that we see. And I was thinking about seasons of my life when I've seen an increase in answered prayer, And coincidentally enough, that would be seasons of my life where I was praying more.
0: (laughs) Yes, and usually praying in community.
1: Right. Yeah. So I was thinking about what practical things can we give our listeners to help encourage them in their prayer life and ultimately to see their prayers answered?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I think my number one thing would be to, when you're praying, pray out loud.
1: Honestly, this is going to sound like I'm using hyperbole here, but praying out loud was the first major revelation I had in my prayer life. Yeah. Why do you recommend people pray out loud?
0: Well, there's a bunch of reasons. For one thing, if you're praying out loud, you know when you stopped and when you started thinking about what you're having for lunch or what has to be done at work or whatever it is that got your attention. Right. So when you're praying out loud, it's more focused. Um, Also, your words have power. You're declaring something. I mean, I think there's a bunch of reasons why it's... Good to pray out loud. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Praying out loud was the big thing for me. And it actually marks that you're doing something because sometimes when you pray in your head, you're not actually praying, you're thinking about praying. Yes. So it draws, you know, a line of demarcation. I would say in addition to praying out loud, start writing your prayers down. Yeah. Because there's so many prayers that are being answered that you've forgotten that you actually asked for. And having them written down and reviewing them, it's it's unbelievable.
0: We do that with the kids every year, don't we? We write down a list of prayers with them and things that they'd like to see the Lord do and whatever. And then we review them and they get so excited to review them because we get to check off stuff with them and they get to see, you know, God moving.
1: Think about like in our department, we kept uh, a... that sounds terrible. But we kept it in our to-do manager, not because it was to-do items for God. God, I'm allocating you this task. If you have it done by next Wednesday, that'd be great. But <laughs> we did it as a department. We would keep our prayer requests. Yeah. And if, uh, I mean, we've got them all written down, but some amazing prayers on there are answered. Yeah. Including one that's happening at the end of this month.
0: Yay. Yes. We have a, a wedding happening at the end of the month. That so was
1: prayed about two it years ago. was on our
0: prayer list. Come on.
1: I love it. So yeah. pray aloud, write things down. Number three, what would you say?
0: I think getting in groups to pray, like, you know, we've done it as a staff, we've done it with our kids, Um, people do it in small groups and stuff like that. I think there's something um, really fun about joining your faith together and praying together and then seeing breakthrough together.
1: But there's also that whole principle about, you know, where two or three are gathered, there am I in the midst of them, which I love. But also, like, if, if there's agreement Scripture teaches about there's a strengthening agreement in your prayer life as well. And yeah. we've seen the fruit of that. That's what kind of where I was getting at with Richard and Michelle yeah. and all of their testimonies. So if you're not in a life group or a home group, I'd encourage you to get in one. If you're in a community where your church doesn't have those, find another believer that you you know w- want to do lunch with and and set a weekly appointment, have lunch together, pray together. You'd be amazed at what happens. I mean, a lot of my own history is... Is me and a friend meeting on Thursday nights just to pray. And I'm living with the fruit of things we prayed for again some 20 years earlier. So I'd encourage you to do that. Finally, I'm thinking about this whole principle Jesus taught us not just to pray, but to ask, seek, and knock. Yeah. And I remember when I was learning to pray, I think I had this whole notion of, I've done my part, I've prayed, so now I don't have to do anything else. Right. But there's actually a bunch of prayers that the answer to them depend not solely on God, but also on us.
0: For example?
1: Uh, God, give me a job. Right. So we've done the asking... But then the seeking would be like okay I'm going to look at ads and I'm going to find out what's there the knocking might be actually you know applying for a job
0: going for interviews and you know and just and, trusting that God's going to help with right, his end of
1: things that you're partnering with God it's not like a life of passivity where God does everything or right or God give me a a wife I'm looking for a wife well that's great you look for one and when you find one ask one out you know actually
0: <laughs> ask one like the ones that are labeled wife <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes, I understand. Sorry. Basically what I'm
1: saying is sometimes the spiritual is remarkably practical.
0: I totally agree.
1: Why don't we pray for our listeners for an upgrade and an excitement in their prayer life?
0: All right. Father, I thank you that you love to answer prayer. Lord, you love it when we talk to you. You love it when we bring you our concerns and our hopes and our dreams and even the things we're confused about. And so, Lord, I ask for every single person who is listening today to this podcast, Lord, that you would uh, invade their prayer life. God, that you would um, remind them to pray when they've forgotten, uh, that you would start the conversation with them, and God, that you would show them Uh, what a delight you have in hearing from them and in answering prayer.
1: And Lord, I ask uh, for a supernatural grace upon our prayer life, Lord, that you would do something in everybody's lives, Lord, who's listened to this, where there would be an ease with prayer, Lord, that the conversational nature of relationship with our Heavenly Father would be a reality, where we would just have this backwards and forwards conversation where we're praying and we're seeing answering, and we wouldn't forget to thank you, um, for the prayers that you answered, Lord. And I ask for the practical needs of everyone who's listening, Lord, for jobs and better jobs and raises and bonuses and uh, relational upgrades, Lord, just everything that you would do something amazing in the lives of our listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
0: All right, babe, let's wrap this up and put our kids to bed.
1: All right, well, thanks for being with us this week. We're actually going to be taking a break for the summer. Next week is going to be episode 200, but it's also going to be the last episode of Keeping Up with the Joneses until the fall.
0: We love recording the podcast, but this particular summer we are thinking about it's our last summer with uh, the kids before one of them goes to middle school and one of them starts school full time. And we just really want to get as much time with them as we can and focused attention for them
1: Sure, usually during the school year our kids are in bed fairly early on a Sunday night with school happening on Monday but with this being our summer vacation and the long summer nights we actually want to prioritize being with our family so like I said next week's episode is going to be the last one for a while while we enjoy our summer break but look for us to be back in the fall well actually look for us next week because you've still got one more week of our dulcet tones but until then we <laughs> We pray that you have an incredible week with the Lord. God bless you.
0: Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God the things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me.